Hello and welcome to the Venus and Vesta Astrology Podcast. This episode is the Gemini full moon, uh, which is occurring on the 8th of December 2022. Um, So we're going to talk about all the ideas around this Gemini full moon, as it's quite a complex one. But I want to start by saying that my best friend and my first love are Geminis. So I want any Geminis listen, I don't want them to feel in any way uh, attacked or that, that you know, that, that this is really getting to them in any way. We, we love our Geminis because they are loads of fun. But yes, they are tricky. And we are going to talk a lot about the trickiness. You know, who was it who said that, that um, not all Geminis are liars? but most liars are Geminis. So it's that, not necessarily, I would say, a lie, but it is the enjoyment of different narratives and the uh, understanding of different truths that are relevant and can be portrayed and told. So that's where we're kind of going with this Gemini, that there is many layers to things and um, they can jump from one to the other quite easily because they love to process information and they love to make connections with that information and with people. So this Gemini full moon is at 16 degrees Gemini and it's on the 8th of December and it's got a few aspects, um, and one of them being the Mars retrograde, but I will come on to that later. But so this Gemini full moon, it could be loads of fun. I mean, let's go for the positivity, you know, that Gemini wants us to have fun. Gemini is super flirty and super interested in people. This Gemini full moon is a really great time to make an announcement and express what, say what you've got to say, just say it. And without having to think, without putting a thought process in, just say what you've got to say. And also, you know, you're going to send some emails. This is a good time to get an email blast out. Um, you know, the MailChimp, the ConvertKit, whatever, Clavio, whatever system you're using, get a big email blast out going. This is a really good time for communications like that to work. This is um, a really good time to visit friends and make connections with friends. Pick up the phone to someone that you haven't seen for a while. This is a good time also to join a dating agency. You're going to make so many connections with this. Even, you know, being a numbers game here, though, on, on with the Gemini backing. Uh, it's a good time to sort of sort out your bills, look at your finance and see what numbers are going on there. Maybe analyse. Maybe you can work out your finance in a better way in the admin side of things um it's a good time to sign off contracts and and complete them i know you wouldn't normally do that but i think with the mars there and the fullness it's like right i'm ready to make this happen i'm ready to kind of complete this and um but making sure that i've understood what's going on on many levels within the contracts that you're signing also this is a great time to read 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 a book start your mission to read a book a month for a year or start writing a book and and even if you can't you're not in that space to start writing it open the document call it my bookie wookie or whatever comes up and and prepare because this is such a good date for you to be able to express things and start writing um and to use this date even if you start the actual writing in a couple of months. So going back to this full moon, we know we know how the the 
Gemini native loves talking, loves flirting and information processing um, and also making connections. So it's always moving around, always in flow, making short little journeys, popping here, popping over there, finding out new ideas that are fun. But to keep this up, to keep that level of, of information processing connections up, the Gemini has to be quite non-committal. Um, and I think that's what people do find infuriating about the Gemini, that they can be non-committal. Um, you know, they can't stay too long. They've got to go on. They can't go too deep because, ew, you know, icky emotions and difficulties. And they can't admit to too much because, no, that's the other twin. That wasn't me. They want to keep it light and confrontational. And so in doing so, the Gemini ignores the shadow. And, you know, with the shadow, that's where the emotions is, the, the unforgivingness, the, the difficulties. And that's way too messy for the Gemini to spend any time on. So when we have this full moon, we're not just going to see the fun and the, the, the connections. And, and although that will be live, what we are also going to be seeing is this shadow aspect, which is where we've ignored all the the more difficult issues and just gone light-hearted and moved ahead with the top level information. So this means like the who reads the data? Who reads, you know, when your iPhone updates and it says you've got to agree to this, it's like pages of stuff, you've got to scroll to the end and just press agree. Nobody reads that information. Nobody reads the small print. And when you first get your IKEA flat pack out, you basically see how does this go together you don't read the information it just it just gets binned doesn't it and this is very much what's been happening now that the gemini full moon is going to show us that we've all not read the small print we've all just tried to build something without looking at the instructions and here the gemini full moon is going to go hello look what you just built it's the wrong way round or look at that contract um you didn't notice it's been redacted all the way through or um, as Ursula Vangeline did, you've done it by phone and now the phone's been swiped clean. Um, all kind of things like this is going to come out that the shadow needs to be looked at, the small print needs to be looked at. And it's not that it just needs to be looked at. The Gemini full moon is going to say, you've ignored this. This is the other side to what you've been doing. And I think that's that's um, evident when you sometimes meet a Gemini, loads of fun Gemini, and you realise that you know they've outsourced their shadow, and that is a thing in a in a in a zodiac in a horoscope natal chart that you can see that people will outsource some of the things they find too problematic, and usually that's the Pluto aspect, because wherever Pluto is, it's where you have loads of power, and you're not sure how to wield all that tremendous energy so you can outsource it to someone else who then comes and hits you on the head with it and likewise with the Gemini sometimes you'll find wherever Gemini is in the chart that that part is they've glossed over the um the information the that part of their life and then just ignore all the dark bits quite easy to do and that sometimes when it gets aspected all those dark bits come out so 
this is wrong, you've done this, you know, this has got to be done again. So when you see a Gemini in a relationship, you sometimes see that they've outsourced their shadow. The twin has literally outsourced their shadow to someone else. It might be their brother or sister, they're the bad one, or it might be their husband or wife, you know, that, that they, they're the busy trying to keep this relationship together and being very fun and amusing and doing lots of little dinner parties and inviting everyone around. But then the partner is the person that's always problematic. And that's how it is presented or it feels because the Gemini has completely outsourced all that darker stuff to someone else. It's like pointing the finger, someone else gets the blame. It's not their problem because then they can just move on and have loads of fun. So with the Gemini, um, and so this means wherever you have Gemini in your chart, there might be aspects where you just take the the, the good bits out and ignore the small print. And so, so even if you don't have any planets there, that might be relevant if you look at your chart and see what house that's in, for instance. But also if you see a Gemini native, you would have to look elsewhere in their chart for staying power, for depth, um, for loyalty and commitment, and maybe some real meaning um, real in-depth meaning and also for the emotional connection so they will be um, um, th that will always be evident somewhere else in the chart because obviously they're not going to be that one-dimensional as one you know there's still two two people in the one body even if they are twins as well so at this full moon um, it, it, it might well be a really good time to make an announcement and to start up your social media program or your marketing campaign but also it's a really good time to bury bad news and that's more of a political idea burying bad news um, but we are really going to be looking at the complexity of facts that we've been presented with that for initially we've been presented with the slogan and you know, this is good for you, this is going to work, this is where we're going. But now, with this Gemini full moon, we are going to be seeing much more crucial information that has been left out of the narrative. It's like we moved ahead working with one piece of information and now there's another piece to this jigsaw or many more pieces to this jigsaw. And it's like a bit of a smoke and mirrors that suddenly we're aware of a game that's being played. The trick is here in this full moon in Gemini. Um, and it's not that necessarily uh, that we've been literally lied to, although that is a good possibility, but it's more that, that, that as I said before, you know, you get the instructions, at, but you don't read them. You don't bother reading them and you just go with, with the idea on its top surface and so now with this Gemini full moon we're going to get both of those ideas we're going to get the instructions read out the data read out to us and this information is going to be crucial really to the point on point and um it's it's like the Pandora's book the Pandora's box of information is going to be there for us to go, right, here we have it. Here we have all the information. The reason why I say that this is going to be really crucial information is that this full moon is exact Mars retrograde. 
Now, Mars, as we know, is spending seven months in Gemini. That's a really long time for Mars to spend in one sign because Mars takes two years around to go around the zodiac. So to be in one sign for seven months, it's really disproportionate. And Mars is doing this retrograde in Gemini. So Mars is going to be digging deep into the information. It's like he's looking in the bin where you've chucked the, the small print away. This is the Mars retrograde. And, and it's just incredible to me that this full moon is at 16 degrees Gemini and Mars retrograde is at 16 degrees Gemini. I mean, I find that that blows my mind and I hope it does yours in some way. So with this Mars retrograde, we've got to look at the dates, the, the shadow dates of also of this Mars in retrograde. So this um, process with this full moon in Gemini uh, really starts back on the 21st or around the 21st of September 2022. This is when Mars first got to 16 degrees Gemini. So he was already in the shadow zone and getting to the point that he is at now with this full moon. So this might have been the taster for, well, it definitely is the taster. The 21st of September is the taster for what is going to be happening now on the 8th of December with this Gemini full moon, with Mars totally in retrograde, sort of doing a reverse, backing over at this point like slamming the car into reverse and going, yep, I'm going back over this point really emphatically. Mars is, of course, about our activity. It's about our goals. It's where we're aiming for. It's where we get our direction and real clarity, like uncertainty about things. It's where we can cut and run. We can go right. And Mars has a big sword, a warrior sword to uh, finish things and have some finality about them. But also Mars is about sex as well and um, you know where we're thriving, where we're putting our thrust into things. So Mars in Gemini here, when it goes into retrograde, it's where we've got no energy left and it's where we're exhausted by just the thought of things. And Mars retrograding here, it's like our goals are turned inward and it's where we're juggling so many things with Mars giving us the energy to do things. It goes retrograde and with all the, th the balls that we're juggling, suddenly we have to drop one or two or they all get dropped dropped and you're like wow I can't move forward with this and but what you're left with is one of those balls that you're juggling and that is what you're supposed to be focusing on so in this way Mars retrograde does a really nice discernment of just allowing things to fall away but we'd see it as an allowing it to fall away but with Mars in in the way he retrogrades it's like he cuts that away with a knife really and that's probably more how it feels it probably feels much more strident than just a little bit of a, a slipping away and out of focus uh, moment in time so when Mars has been retrograding in Gemini it's like it's um we, it's saying to us we've got to stop thinking one way or stop thinking along the lines of that what we've been presented with and then look at the read our own small print read our own data and maybe change our minds about something and really look at the other side of of issues of information and 
you know, analyze stuff and go inward. So it really is this inward journey of not being expressive and outward. It's like I'm going inward to really rethink this, rethink it, reconsider, and maybe look at what isn't obvious. During this time, we also might be a little confused. It's, it is, you know, the confused thoughts. This is, there is not certainty here. This isn't like, oh, I found the other bits of information and it's all very clear. This is like, oh, I found this other information and it confuses everything. And I'm now no more certain than I was before. So it is utterly confusing and very tricky. And what really I find incredible is that Mars retrograde is exact 16 degrees this point. And so there's no mistaking this in this planetary setup that we really are going to be Mars having cut through like a knife. It's like the slicing through data to bring about something that is super um, obvious now that we should have seen before and maybe should have seen it on the 21st of September. So I actually wanted to see what was happening on the 21st of September. Nothing really stood out, but, you know, the UK still had Liz Truss as a prime minister and she was cutting stamp duty. There was a lot of fuss about energy bills and how we were going to pay for them and whether there was, um, um, whether the government was going to pay for them, whether we were going to get a rebate, those kind of ideas. But of course, you know, in those ideas, we're going to get a rebate, but who pays for the rebate? We pay for it in the long term. The energy companies were not paying for it. So that's my little take on that. But um, we were also mourning the Queen at that point. Um, we were mid-mourning for her. So I feel like maybe something like that would, would uh, connected to the royal family, will come about at this point as well. But not necessarily because it wasn't a finite on that day. But what I will say that's going to... Um, more information has to come out because there's a lot of the time I think the mainstream media are presenting one narrative and people are uh, using social media to find out the other side. So potentially we're going to be looking at voting data, how voting data is collected and um, whether we get the right voting figures. And I think I'm going to do a podcast on that movie, 2000 Mules, which kind of shows you how the voting's, voting can be rigged. I think there might be something like that to come out. Um, there's also the big pharma not necessarily just the medicine data that they provided us now that we know that there were no studies done on transmission. I mean, that's amazing. That's come that that information has come out where we've not read the small print and gone with the slogan. That is very much what we're talking about here. So not only about the, the lack of study data, but also the contracts that were done when you think that Ursula van der Leyen did the contract for Pfizer for the whole of Europe on her telephone, she texted the contract negotiations and now she's swiped clean her telephone. So that is the sort of information that ought to come out with the Gemini full moon. And although we know that happened now, perhaps we actually get to see what was actually written there um, now that the full moon in Gemini wants us to see what's lying behind what the other twin has got up to. Um, it's a very real possibility. I was also thinking that a judge recently said that we is going to make an announcement or reveal who were the eight clients of Jeffrey Epstein who were mentioned in the trial that were then covered up. 
So here is a huge piece of information that has been overlooked and hidden from us that we now need to see what what is what is going to be revealed and hopefully it will be revealed because it's impossible that someone who um, has been done that much uh, child trafficking can actually have had no clients. So there's another piece of information that could come out. Also, I think very likely is um, the, our money is going to, there's going to be more control over our money with the coming up digital IDs. Digital banking, central bank digital currencies becoming more and more likely and us having a digital ID that maybe is facial recognition. And maybe facial recognition tools are coming, about to come much more to the front of our lives. And I notice already that when you go into any of the big supermarkets, um, Asda, Sainsbury's for sure, um, that they actually, if you go and do your self-checkout, they film your face. They're actually filming your face. And I really object to this. I mean, obviously, I don't care when they see my face. But what I object to is the getting us used to being filmed like that. You know, so when you look at in China, where you see that you have to have a, there's a traffic light system that whether you are socially or um you know, uh, uh, whether you register uh, appropriately on their social scoring and their financial scoring and their health scoring to be allowed out in public and to be spending money. And I think just filming us in the supermarket is just the tiny beginning of getting us used to being filmed, getting used to us being checked. So when you're in those supermarkets being filmed, make sure you turn that camera to the side or grab a bit of blue tack and put it on. I might be being subversive. They have no, I think we have to, to be filmed that close up, I think they need us to sign the document anyway. I'm not sure about that. But, you know, that's exactly Gemini full moon territory for us to be recognising that we are being filmed all the time and um, we're never alone, huh? So, so those are the things that could be coming out here. Mars being retrograde here is absolutely going to blow the lid on some of these ideas. So as I say, it's not just that the full moon is going to be showing us all this information. It's Mars is going to be cutting through to what is absolutely crucial within that information. So I think that's a good thing. I mean, it might be quite shocking because Mars doesn't do things by halves. Mars isn't you know, it's 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 not like it's Venus here showing us all lovely pieces. This is Mars who's got a sword and is a warrior and is absolutely certain and cuts through to the most utter um, clearest point to to make that point. So um, I think we are going to be seeing something quite big come around. And on that level, so Mars is... Um, retrograding at 16 degrees and it'll go all the way back to the 12th of January where it's eight degrees and we'll come forward again to the 16 degree point on the 20th of February. So those dates, it first moves over the 16 degree point on the September the 21st. It moves back on the 8th of December on the retrograde side of this and going forward again on the 20th of February. So we may have some kind of resolution on the 20th of February about this. And I was thinking as well that I was reminded today, um, which is not the 8th of December, the week before, 
that I need to check my SERPs, which is where you've contracted out your pension and there may be some money fund in that. And I know I checked mine out. So it's sort of that exact piece of information that maybe next week I'm going to check my SERPs and by the 20th February I will have a payment. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for on the good way. Um, but we're going to be digging into that crucial information and maybe you've got a PPI. Uh, in the UK we were, oh my god, how many times were we con contacted by various people saying we're going to check your PPI which is where we may have been missold financial contracts and there may be um, money there that we could get payouts. And people were getting 3,000, 6,000. You know, that's that's a nice little earner to have in your back pocket if that occurred for you. So with this Mars retrograde in Gemini, we might be getting some payouts like this too. So, so it's not all bad. Um, but so it's definitely worth looking at your contracts that you may have signed or about to sign. It's ideas about what you've learned from that and maybe you need to reread them and reconsider what it says. Now on the full moon, obviously the full moon is the moon is on one side and the sun is on the other side. So they're in opposition and the sun is in Sagittarius. Now Sagittarius believes anything just another gloss over the small point. Um, and it's a juxtaposition here of the gullible, whereas the Gemini is much more wily. And the they are currently in this full moon making a T-square to with Neptune on the side. Now, Neptune here has just gone direct. Neptune goes direct on the 4th of December or has gone by the time you're listening to this. And Neptune's the king of deception. And obviously he's in this T-square, making a square to the sun, making a square to the full moon and Mars. And this is like, whoa, this is like a an information loop of lies and confusion. And it's drawing us in and making it really obvious where the lies are, where the untruths are, where the deception is. Neptune's presence here is 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 formidable. It's like as he turns, as Neptune turns, it's like bringing a whole lot of magical, mysterious information with him. And suddenly it has to come out because Mars is square and the full moon is square. So this is another layer of powerful um, information and, and lies being exposed or more lies being untold on top of the lies. Um, it's like there's an unbelievable can of worms about to be opened and we all have to grapple with that information. It's a, a process that's going to be going on, as I say, into the 20th of February. The Mars crosses back over um, 16th degrees, Gemini, on the 20th of February, but doesn't actually leave the shadow zone and Gemini until March. And of course, March is the big month next year. In the beginning of March, Mar uh, sorry, in the beginning of March, Saturn leaves Aquarius and moves into Pisces. Um, and I really feel this move where Saturn in Aquarius has been oppressing the people, it's going to move into Pisces, where we might see, you know, more obvious um, a recognition of sudden deaths, because Pisces is about the loss and the death and the and those more um, emotional processes. And Saturn coming in here will make that undeniable. So Mar that Mars, sorry, that March is going to be big for 
for those kind of processes to happen. But I think by then, Mars in Gemini will have given us so many, so much more information that we will understand what's going on. Also in March, at the end of, so the Mars leaves the shadow mid-March um, and at two points, leaves the shadow, then leaves Gemini, and then Pluto leaves Capricorn and steps into Aquarius. And it only steps into naught degree Aquarius for a few months. It only stays on that naught degree before it goes retrograde again. But that naught degree Aquarius, it's been highlighted before when we had the conjunction, the, the great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. Uh, two years before where we had this or 18 months before we had the conjunction which is kind of supposed to start the Aquarian age off and so when we get to March and March 2023 and Pluto then sits on this point leaves Capricorn where it's been for 15 years and sits in on that one naught degree Aquarius I think there's a phenomenal change so next March is probably um you know, an outrageously um, dynamic change of our thinking processes, a way of being. It's going to be a historical month in terms of, of the shifts that humanity are going to make. So I see that this Mars is retrograde because it's, and, and where we are now with this full moon is this explosive amount of information that we really do have to look at. It's like, we can't ignore this anymore. It's like Neptune involved here is showing us, it's almost the deception is so big that we can't deny it anymore. So um, this all leads us to March 2023, because in April, things are going to be very different. Now, also, um, Mercury rules Gemini, obviously, and Mercury by this point uh, will or on the retrograde is going to be in Capricorn. Now Mercury's in Capricorn, he's where it's all business and politics. So I see that this idea that Mer Gemini's ruler Mercury is dealing with politics, business and ideas. So a lot of this information will be related to um, politics, business and the pandemic because then Mercury then is about, in later in December, is about to do his own retrograde. I think on the 12th of December, Mercury moves into his own shadow zone and then um, doesn't go into shadows till the 27th, 28th of December. But this, this retrograde that Mercury is taking in Capricorn is is, is a sort of more revelation of the business ideas or going backwards on business contracts and looking at politics, all those kind of Capricorn themes. But this Mercury retrograde relates to the same retrograde he took in December 2021 when Venus was also retrograding in Capricorn. And at that point, when Venus and Mercury were both retrograding in in Capricorn, we all felt that this was the beginning of a, a, a global recession. And of course, we are in recession now. Every country is in recession. We can't deny that fact. It has been the beginning of this. So I think this, the fact that we've got Mercury, the ruler here, dealing with this Capricorn themes, that we are going to see much more a push towards the central bank's digital currency, um, the idea of what our find how we create 
our markets and the finance around it. So maybe there is going to be some resistance to this, but definitely um, our whole world are changing and we need to look at the information now. It's up to us to see that, see the shadow and own it for ourselves. So this isn't just any old Gemini full moon. It's quite a big one in the scheme of the whole next six months or the two months behind and the next four months going ahead because when we get to March it is all change and I think we need to get to groups with the information that Mars is, is and this full moon is showing us now. So I hope you found that helpful. I want to know how your Gemini full moon goes. I guess it's going to be a bit like a Mercury retrograde on acid. So tell me what happens to you um, I'm, I'm Mercury ruled, so, um, and I have Gemini on my MC, so my career point, so maybe I've got some things to look at that I've been ignoring myself. But, so tell me what goes on for you. I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear what goes on for any of you. So thank you for listening and I'll see you next time. <laughs>